Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin, I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in Richmond, California. Hey, I'm Jose, I'm living in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm from Simi Valley, California. This is episode 16, and today we're talking about election 2020. <laughs> Your favorite topic. Oh man, I'm, just, I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about each of the candidates today, uh, why people might vote for them, why they might not vote for them, and then we're going to give our personal predictions on who we think is going to win and why. Sure. Um, so I guess let's touch on a couple of uh, news items uh, from the past week or so that are going to have a big bearing on the election. Okay. Uh, so last week was the first debate. Did you catch, did you catch any of that? Yeah, I watched it. And um, to be honest, when I watched it, I felt annoyed. And I felt annoyed because of the interruptions. Uh, Obviously, President Trump was interrupting a whole lot. Joe Biden was also interrupting a whole lot. And I think I was most annoyed by the moderator, who I wish would have just kind of let them go at each other without jumping in so much. So that was my general feeling, I think, summed up in one word, annoyed. How about you? Um, I suppose I was annoyed as well. It was a difficult, it was a, it's kind of a difficult reaction. You know, I've, I've watched quite a lot of presidential debates from the past, right? Yes. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm studying PhD on, and my concentration is on Jimmy Carter. So I've watched the debates of, with, um, Ford and Carter and also Carter and Reagan. And then I've seen a number of the other ones and, the contrast between those debates uh, and the first debate between Trump and Biden, uh, it really was a waste of my time to watch it. it. I didn't learn anything. Sure. You know, I knew that Trump was, you know, a nasty little man. And I knew that Biden was pretty uninspiring. And uh, that's what I saw during the debate. During the debate. Yeah, I guess people always talk about the the lack of civility these days or, you know, that kind of gentleman way of, you know, debating. I I also watched like a recent Obama and Mitt Romney debate. And yeah, it was like night and day between what happened in in this last debate, right? But, you know, on the the other hand, Mitt Romney was smiling while Obama was just killing him. So that's, that's probably not the route to go either. Well... You know, I mean, if you think, but I think back to John McCain, Barack Obama debates as well. I mean, that was very civil, you know, and they were, you know, they were talking to each other and they were addressing each other as though they were real people. And I, I don't really think that presidential debates are very informative anyway. I mean, it's just, they're not really debates and they never have been, right? It's just a chance for, um, mm-hmm. for the candidates to say what their positions are. But this one I thought was especially, you know, was a real low point in terms of American politics. So I gave it a rewatch to kind of analyze it better because, because I was so annoyed the first time around. And I think I was annoyed because they weren't getting enough out and I knew time was running up and mm-hmm. I think it created like this kind of feeling of impatience and annoyance in me. But the second time around without worrying about like, oh, we're not going to get to what, what I want to hear. I, would, I just tried to analyze it and my feeling was a bit different. I was just trying to break it down a little bit. And I noticed Joe Biden almost never looked at Donald Trump. 
And I, I don't know, I thought that was really telling. Like he, I know he tried to do this whole presidential thing where I'm looking straight at the people type of thing. But yeah, I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. What did you think about that? I actually thought, I mean, I, it's, it's a bit of a cheesy tactic, but yeah, I think that, I think it, it worked, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. Trump was trying to derail the debate, mm-hmm. but, you know, on the times that Biden did directly address the camera, mm-hmm. he did cut through that a little bit and made it clear, you know, you, you can vote, you can think about the ideas, whatever Donald Trump's doing right now. Mm-hmm you know, you know who he is, you know who I am, you know what our policies are, and you can make an informed decision about that, regardless of how annoying mm-hmm. the debate is. Yeah, fair enough. And I'll be the first to admit Donald Trump did not come out a winner and did not come out looking good at this debate. I would probably say it's kind of a draw. Like you said, nothing really happened. Um, but when when Joe Biden lost his cool, and he did lose his cool a few times, he called Donald Trump a clown. He told him to shut up, called him the worst president uh, ever, whether you believe it or not. And uh, I saw him lose his cool quite a bit. And I also saw him look to the moderator for assistance or look to the moderator for like, you know, help me out or what's going on type of thing. I didn't think that looked good either. Well, I mean, to be fair, the moderator is supposed to moderate and you know, my reading of that was a little bit different, actually. The, those times that he did, quote, unquote, lose his call, they seemed very, they seemed very calculated. Okay. And um, I don't think he actually lost his call. In fact, it seemed to me like he'd probably rehearsed those things. And, mm. okay. um, you know, I think, it, I think it actually was fairly effective. When, when Donald Trump was clearly being a clown, I think it, I think it actually came off quite well when he he called it out instead of just mm-hmm. you know having a kind of instead of just stonewalling it and pretending nothing was happening you know Very he good. was call he was calling it out so my my reading on that was actually that he he had um that was intentional all right so to wrap it up i think i'll give my highlight of the debate is uh biden trying to summon the anger the anger of uh donald trump uh, criticizing the military and uh, I guess it's an unconfirmed or uh, anonymous source said what Donald Trump called people of the military idiots or losers for signing up right? Uh, no he said the people uh, allegedly he said that those soldiers that had died were suckers and losers right? yeah That's yeah uh, you know anonymous report the media kind of stopped running with it so I'm not sure if there's much legs to it right otherwise it's yeah. still going on about it um Anyways, he tried to summon up the anger and he's all my, you know, he, he gets his anger when he, when he talks about Bo Biden, my son, Bo Biden. <laughs> he was about to get into that whole thing, bronze medal or silver star or whatever. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, no disrespect to Bo Biden. Um, and then Trump's like, Bo, who's Bo? I'm talking about Hunter. <laughs> you know, he's actually kind of the military for being a drug addict. I was like, oh, shit. So I don't think I don't think that that, that you know funny. that was it wasn't handled very well. But I can't yeah. I don't see veterans watching that and thinking, oh, okay, Donald Trump, he he's our guy. I feel I, like it in was terms a highlight. Of, oh man, uh, there wasn't a highlight for me. What, what was and that then, for you? 
there wasn't one. It was all it was all a load of garbage to use an American expression. Okay, I tend, uh, I tend to go that way about this debate for sure. I hope the next one's better. Well, we're going to see Pence and uh, Kamala Harris, right? So that'll probably be a bit more civilized. Um, but the other big news, obviously, is that Trump has coronavirus, uh, and yeah. that might have a bearing on the election, right? So, but let, let's get into uh, let's get into mm. Trump to start off with. Let's talk about some positives and negatives. I think I think you probably have more positive things to say about him. So, so why don't you start? What are some what are some reasons that Trump might might win or people might feel tempted to vote for Trump? I think uh, Trump has been clear from the start. So whether you agree or disagree with uh, Donald Trump, he usually, what he says is what he does. And uh, what he says is how he feels, usually. So I think this level of uh, transparency, this level of, um, you know, uh, following up, on his words, I think, is uh, a big reason why people, um, you know, want Donald Trump, vote for Donald Trump. I mean, the whole issue with like, I'm going to build a wall and like, everyone's like, he'll never build a wall. He'll never do it. I mean, he's actually doing it. Like, I know it's, it's not complete and I know it's a huge wall. There's a lot of miles, but it wasn't an empty promise. And I think with Donald Trump, I think that's one of his strengths. So of course we can, you know, agree or disagree with, you know, his policies. But he usually sticks to what he says. What do you think about that? That's fair. I mean, I personally disagree with most of his policies, not all of them, but most of them. But I do think, you know, that is where a lot of his popularity comes from in in the fact that he does Mm -hmm. advocate for what, for the most part, have been considered to be unpopular policies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Yeah, I mean, people have reacted to that and people are still reacting to that, um, you know, in terms of building a wall or starting a trade war with China or banning mm-hmm. Muslims. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all things that are a fairly large proportion of um, the American voters, mm-hmm. they like those things, right? Yeah, some people like those things, yeah. Okay. And then did you have a strength or did you have a reason why he would win? Um, well, I mean, I guess what he's been trying to play on recently is a whole law and order thing, right? I don't think, I don't personally think that he's done it very well, but I can see why, you know, people who are concerned about law and order might want to go with Trump over uh, Biden, for example. Sure. And there's been a lot of incidents of uh, vandalism, of burning down stores, of uh, rioting. And I really want to draw a distinction between this and protesting, right? Um, And it's been going on for a long time over the summer throughout the coronavirus. And uh, the way the, the mainstream corporate media has covered it has been pretty weak, where they're trying to position it as, yeah, there people are just protesting, they want social justice. And they're kind of not highlighting the darker parts of the riots, right? Of the, you know, the parts that get out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of Americans, not all, but a lot of Americans are starting to feel really negative about what's going on there. So when Trump, you know, beats on the drum of law and order, there are people who are listening and there are people who are, you know, 
glad he's doing that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a majority of people, but I think it's definitely mm -hmm. you know it's he's obviously playing into that. He's leaning into that mm -hmm. uh, theme, and he thinks that's a strong one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling to I'm struggling to say any positive points about Donald <laughs> Trump with any conviction. The other point, which I I think we we mentioned, but we weren't in total agreement, was the economy, which is one that he has been uh -huh. bashing on about every time. You know, and every time the S and P 500 reached a new high, he'd he'd tweet about it, right? And that was hundreds of times, and sure. you know he made that into a very central part of his presidency. And as you said, it's uh, coming off, you know, continuation of the Obama administration more than anything, right? Well, well, yeah, I I, f I find it odd that he has claimed so much responsibility for that because, you know, the the economy had largely recovered or the stock market at least had largely recovered and was all all-time highs when he assumed the presidency um so it's not like you know the economy was in trouble and then donald swooped in and saved the day it was already you know it it, it was already looking very rosy uh, in 2015, 2016, mm, mm. and it has continued from there. I mean, or at least it continued to there until February 2020, right? Um, so I find it, I find it a little bit bizarre that Donald Trump has um, mm. tried to claim so much responsibility, and oh, you know, that's that's backfired recently, right? Uh, you know, when the economy slumped. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for him to to back away from that because he had aligned himself so closely with economic success for so long. Sure, I, and I totally get what you're saying. Like it's a continuation; it's of a previous administration, and Donald Trump should not claim all the credit, right? But at the same time, you know, he kind of gets all the blame for like the immigration policies of the Obama administration, including the separation of families and putting people into, you know, cells and stuff like that. You know, so it, it's, it's tough to parse it. Like, you know, are we going to give him all the blame or are we going to give him all the credit or, you know, it, it's very, uh, I guess, nuanced and people don't have time to go into that, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, on the on the economy issue, it's you know again, it's a partisan thing. One thing that's helped with that is the huge tax cuts that he enacted, mm -hmm. which undoubtedly boosted the stock market and yeah. have pushed economic growth. But I mean, from my perspective, that that's not healthy for the average person. That's not healthy for the mm. Federal Reserve or the average American person giving huge tax cuts to people who are already very rich. So I think if we're, we're talking about the economy, one, one place where Trump might have success is, um, I guess the Democrats would argue that if Trump had handled the coronavirus right, all these small businesses would be in better shape right now, right? But, you yeah. know, I don't know if he handled it right or wrong or whatever, but the, the point is things aren't good now and small businesses are hurting. Mm -hmm. But the Democrats, you know, want to continue to, you know, have things closed down, I guess, in certain states. But Donald Trump is more fighting to open things up. So these small businesses, you know, I don't know how they see it, but perhaps they see it 
you know, Donald Trump's way. We're like, you know, we need to open up, you know, we need to have our businesses going, we need to make a living. But you know, you're allowing all these people to protest and gather in huge groups, but you're not you're not trying to like send the police over there to shut them down. Instead, you're sending the police over here to shut down my hair salon. You know what I mean? So whether it's right or wrong, or you know, they're not thinking in the right way, maybe they should be thinking if Trump had just handled it right, my business would be better now. Maybe, maybe they're just not thinking that way. Maybe they're thinking like, you know, the, the Democrats won't let me open my business. I need to make money. And Donald Trump. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's along partisan lines, right? I mean, I'm sure those business owners that are strongly Democrat are going to blame Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And those ones that are more Republican are going to blame Democratic cities or Democratic states for keeping them closed. So, I mean, let's move on to the so the reasons why people shouldn't vote then for Donald Trump. And okay. we've already started <laughs> talking about... Out strong. <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about coronavirus, right? And I think, yeah. you know, if we cut through all the crap that Donald Trump has said, you know, mm-hmm. it's very clear that the record in the United States has been much worse than any other country in the world. Now, to be fair, and you know, Donald... Right. Donald Trump doesn't have as much centralized power as many other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that does make the job more difficult for the president of the United States compared to mm-hmm. uh, you know, people in other countries where, you know, a lot of the decisions have been left up to the state governors. But I think, you know, he hasn't show, he hasn't, and he isn't showing clear leadership mm. on the issue. He's not leading by example. Mm. Um, it seems like, and this is you know a wider point, I suppose that he doesn't care about anybody but himself, and the coronavirus has perhaps been the, the clearest example of that. Mm. Yeah, um, you're, I think you're right. The United States has not handled the coronavirus well. Um, I'm not sure how much you could lay at the feet of Donald Trump. As you said, it's not a super centralized government. There are states. And states enact their own uh, restrictions and things like that. Um, and also, I, I would say American society as a whole definitely didn't help things where you have people who really think individualistically or, you know, my rights, my freedoms. And, you know, in Japan here, as, as we talked about before, you know, the, the prime minister suggests not an order, not a federal order, just suggests it would be better if people didn't go out this holiday weekend. And mm-hmm. most people follow it like, all right, well, we got to stay in this weekend, you know, and, and that's the way it is because this is the way this society is. And in the United States, it's not that kind of society. So it's definitely a mixture of the American persona. It's a mixture of uh, states versus federal. And yeah, I would, I would say you're right, Donald Trump in his own decision making and leadership. So it's a, it's a combination of things, right? So I think, uh, yeah, as you said, it's difficult to say it would have been so different, but Donald Trump has made sure that it wasn't different. I think that's, that's what I'm saying. And what he said and how he's acted by his refusal to wear a mask in public, for example, I think. Which is calculated, right? It's calculated. Sure. But Mm -hmm. that just had huge power and, you know, it's very difficult to show, but I'm sure tens of thousands of additional people have died because mm-hmm. he failed to to show that that was important imagine if he'd come out immediately and said i'm wearing a mask you should wear a mask mm-hmm. 
you know, there's no doubt that fewer people would have died. Mm. Okay. Um, but you know, like like you said, you know, he's he's using that as a symbol. So I think this comes onto another point that you know shouldn't vote for Trump, and it's not you know he's not been a good president because it's been so divisive. Mm. Um, and the United States is already a divided country. Unfortunately, yeah, it is pretty divided these days. Um, in, in what ways would you say it's divided, Robin? How would you characterize this division for someone who's not living in the United States? For a Japanese listener where everyone's mm. the same race, the same, almost the same religion, you know? Well, there's definitely a, a simmering mm-hmm. uh, racial uh, tension, right? And sometimes that flares up and... You know, sometimes things seem fairly tranquil, but I think it's always there. And Mm. so that's one part of it. You've got a very, very strong division politically between um, Republican states and Republican uh, and Democratic states, but also, I think, especially between urban and rural areas. Um, you know, if we, you know, I think this is kind of surprising for people who come here for the first time. Is yeah. that you know, San Francisco is a very, a very liberal place, um, yeah. very progressive in a lot of ways, um, very open to different cultures, sexualities, races, you know, all of those things. But you don't have to go far from San Francisco to, mm-hmm. to find Trump territory. You know. It's probably dry, you know, you drive only about 50 miles and you're in places where there's strong Trump support. Yeah, I mean, this for me, this is always such a stupid thing because, you know, it's a binary choice. It's Trump or Biden. It's left or right kind of thing, right? And there's, I don't understand how people can align themselves completely one way or another. I definitely don't align with Donald Trump in every way. Mm-hmm. It's impossible, like, you know, for what you know it would be idiotic just like anyone who aligns himself with joe biden 100 percent, i would call that into question um and also when you talk about certain areas any area with no diversity of thought i think is negative whether it be liberal or conservative yeah so Mm -hmm. in terms of donald trump then he's not helping he's not helping to make that problem better and you know making that problem better is is an extremely difficult task but he's not even trying to make it better in fact he is making it worse to for his own political ends right he's making it worse to try and seek re-election he has his beliefs his ideas and he is unwavering of them and you're right that creates divisiveness but it also tactically it creates you know his power base right sure so, so yeah. i see why he's doing it and yeah. he's been successful at doing it and it's worked for him mm-hmm. but i don't want to see that for another four more years mm-hmm. okay and so I, I guess you know the last one here is more of a personal thing but i think you know a lot of a lot of these issues come from this route is just his personality. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there's been uh, hundreds of different people diagnosing him with different things, but <laughs> armchair psychologist. Yeah. I mean, he seems to exhibit a lot of the characteristics of a narcissist, right? Um, 
he doesn't seem to yeah. have, he yeah. doesn't seem to have empathy for others uh he thinks he's always right yeah um you know being two classic signs and i don't think that that is that hasn't been healthy for the country yeah to have a president like that it definitely uh his leadership style turns a, a lot of people off um but you know there it is not an uncommon leadership style you know there's a lot of ceos a lot of men of power a lot of women of power have that kind of leadership style i think that kind of narcissistic uh selfish uh you know i want to fly up to the sun i mean a lot of it is a common leadership style you know and and that's where we get into the person or the policies right like are you going to vote for uh, the person on his personality or what you like or you don't like, or are you going to vote on what his platform? Right. And for me, it's always been the platform above the person, you know, I totally yeah. agree with you. He's, he's a narcissist. I never heard Donald Trump say, Oh, I made a mistake. I was totally wrong. <laughs> Those words have not uttered out of his mouth in four years. Right? No. And it, it is not the best personality trait. I, wholeheartedly agree with you there but you know it is it is his way and you know i just put platform over person i, I we have we have this uh, issue with biden as well but i we, i think we've got to divide those things okay we've got things that are clearly personality like yeah you know has he been divorced or not you know some people don't like that he's been divorced some people don't care yeah but that doesn't really have any real impact on doesn't have a direct impact on yeah policy or the everyday running of the country yeah him being a huge narcissist does have an impact on people around him and the way that he runs the country so i don't think it's fair to say mm. I've, i'm going to focus only on policies and him being a narcissist has nothing to do with that mm. obviously the way that he pursues his policies the policies he pursues and the way he presents them mm are all coming through the filter of his personality, right? So I think there's some things, you know, with some mistakes that we can forgive, like, you know, obviously I think it's terrible that Donald Trump seems to have sexually assaulted a lot of, a lot of uh, different women through his lifetime, but that <laughs> you're, doesn't You're going CNN happen. mode, Robin, hold up. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, <laughs> all right, so I mean, it, it, it's it's clear that there's uh, to to have a factual uh, example. Then it's clear that he's abused his power in the past as a businessman in various different ways in the okay. in New York housing market, and that's proven. And there have been various different legal cases about that, right? Um, but you know, that's not those decisions that he made in the past are not having any repercussions for the country right now. Whereas the way that he pursues power is having a negative impact on everybody right now. Um, so I would, I would argue that uh -huh. such a clear distinction between personality and policy might, you know, I would, I would say his, his personality is not too distant from someone like a Steve jobs or people of that ilk, you know, people who are, you know, if you read about him, you know, pissed a lot of people off super narcissistic and you know but highly successful but um but there are different leadership styles and you know this is his and but i i understand 
where, where you're going with it. I understand you want to say it, it affects his daily job and maybe, you know, divisiveness is one of the, the really negative parts of how it affects his daily job. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about Biden a little bit. I mean, I'm not I'm not very positive about Trump, but uh, to be clear, I'm not very positive about Biden either. Sounds like 2016. Um, well, I'm a bit more enthusiastic about Biden than I was about Hillary Clinton. I think. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Let me, I'll, I'll start then. I think you know, for all the talk about things that's happened in the past of Joe Biden, you know, like I do feel like he's a bit of a, he's a safer pair of hands. Mm -hmm. He's got experience, you know, he knows how Congress works. Um, you know, he's been in and around Washington for so long that I think he, he, he can slide into that position more easily. Whereas Trump, you know, his, the way that he's managed the White House, for example, has been very chaotic, right? I don't see, mm -hmm. I don't see Biden managing the White House in the same way. Yeah, and I feel like it's just there's just going to be more stability in okay. terms of policy making decisions and staff turnover, things like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I could see where you're going. Uh, Biden is a life lifelong politician i think 45 years i think that's what i heard in the debate right and i think trump trump was sure to say 47 years on a number of different occasions i think i think joe biden became senator in 1973 as far as i remember okay so yeah he's been in the game he's a he's a professional politician he'll do things by the book and um no i think no irregularities or no unprecedented actions things like that so yeah. Uh, if you find that a positive, yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I think it would go that way. Mm. And then I think mm -hmm. he's not he's not as divisive as Trump, right? I think still, you know, there's gonna there's a lot of people who don't like Biden. There's a lot of hatred, but yeah, I think he can bridge that divide a little bit better than than Trump can. I think there's there's you know there's people who mm -hmm. there's so many people who would who would only ever vote for trump and they'd so strong in their opinions about that but i feel like yeah i don't i don't think he inspires the hate <laughs> joe biden so i guess i could agree with you there that he's not as divisive and his, his comments don't really don't really set people off but you'd be surprised though like you know, some of his comments do, I guess, if, if you're on either the opposite side, but, but in general, I think, I think you're going down the right road with Joe Biden as not being as divisive as a Donald Trump for sure. So, you know, sadly, after some thought, that's about it. That's all I've really got to say about the positive <laughs> side of Joe Biden. Like, uh, he's got oh. lots of experience. He's a safe pair of hands and he's not going to be as divisive as, uh, Biden, Joe Donald Biden, Trump. sleepy Joe Biden. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Could you, do you have any other good points about Joe Biden? Hey, man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, he's. <laughs> I really don't know what to say about Joe Biden, man. He's he's not a bad guy, <laughs> I guess. Exactly. So. I think maybe this is maybe this I is guess. a good chance to mention, like going on to the negatives with Joe Biden. Yeah. 
let's talk a little bit about when we first met, right? So Joe Biden for me is very uninspiring. Yeah. Like, I don't think, yes, that sounds good. Well, they so asked. I want you to do that. I'm just, uh, I just, it's, I just, it's, it's so neutral. My reaction to him is always so neutral. And, you know, coming back to when we first met, which was what, September, September 2008, right? So if you remember UCSB, people yeah. were going crazy about Obama. You know? Oh, yeah. Everybody's riding around in their on their bikes in their Obama t-shirts. <laughs> Obama signs everywhere. You know, people were really enthusiastic about it, right? Oh yeah, for better, for better or worse. But mm. you know, 2016 didn't see mm. that at all for Hillary. 2020, I don't. I, I've seen a couple of Joe Biden 2020 signs. That's it. And you know, we're in the heart of de- democratic territory over here. Yeah, um, nobody's excited about him. There's nothing exciting about him. When Joe Biden gives an answer to a question after about twenty or thirty seconds, it's it's sleepy time. <laughs> That's for sure. He trails off like into like I don't know what he's talking about half the time. So yeah, that's another point. I mean, he's he's a poor orator, right? We saw that in the debate. We've seen that plenty of other times. Cringy. He's not. He's not a good communicator. He doesn't make things sound exciting. He's not selling himself or his ideas at all. Yeah, he's um, he's got a little cringy smile going on. He's a bit. He's definitely boring, a bit uninspiring. Um, he doesn't really say much. He says he talks a lot, but he doesn't say much. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's probably because he's been a politician for so long, right? I mean, maybe maybe we've been kind of mm-hmm. challenged in that assumption by Donald Trump, but we've got to remember that most politicians never say much of any substance at all, right? Fair enough, fair enough. But okay. I think, you know, let's talk about his record as well. I think, you know, yeah. the big thing about the big thing about him, you know, I know people going on about his record a lot. He's racist. He's, you know, right. anti-Afro-American. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And you know, we can entertain all of that, but it just seems like he's out of touch. You know, he's he's of the wrong generation. He's not plugged into what people care about. You know, I just feel like Bernie Sanders almost is basically the same age as him, but just seemed. Mm-hmm. connected with how people are feeling right now especially people of our generation biden i feel like does it speaks for a different generation he's not in touch with mm-hmm. the problems that people who are 15 25 35 45 he, he he's got no idea about that yeah joe joe biden he was on the breakfast club earlier this year and i guess charlemagne the god asked him like you know or or he asked him like what did he say? Joe Biden said, if you don't vote, you know, for me, or if you don't know if you vote for me, you ain't black. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was a big mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I guess for me, the, the instinct I have is the way he views minorities is not as someone who's like a true ambassador, but mm. more of a pander, uh especially the way he views black people as voting one way being a monolith you know uh that was very telling so you know he's got his record as you mentioned on uh busing 
busing uh, during the civil rights era or 70s, right? He was against it. Um, you, you should look into it if you guys haven't looked into it. Um, and also the 94, 94 crime bill put a lot of minorities into jail. I, I have to go look into that too, but perhaps, you know, if you commit two or three crimes in a row, you, you get some serious jail time out of that. And that filled up a lot of jails, that 94 crime bill. Which mm. is, so there, there's definitely, uh, he doesn't have the best record on race or race relations. Um, you know, I don't but know what's, mm, go ahead. That's why he's born in Kamala Harris, right? I mean, that was, it seems to me that she's a kind of antidote to that. And which is so obvious. And so, you know, or it's obvious, but it's supposed to be obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like he had to choose a woman, right? And really he needed to choose someone who wasn't white as well. I mean, that's the issue with the country, isn't it, though, that you have, you know, should we start choosing things based off race and based off gender? Or should we just strive to choose the best people for whatever the job or the position is? Sure, we should try to, you know, get some diversity going, if possible. And we should try to get some, uh, whether it be gender or race, but not at the cost of getting the best person right and Kamala Harris finished eighth or seventh in the Democratic primary so I don't think she was the best person at all you know so I mean she is very she is an experienced politician right I mean she's been mm -hmm. she was the attorney general in California and she was a, she was a senator so it's not like he just chose someone that didn't have any qualifications like Donald Trump for example you know he whether whether you you, you know I'm sure but how, how does the american public feel that joe biden who surely will not finish his first term if elected president maybe he'll last a year will hand the reins off to kamala harris who finished seventh in the democratic primary she's that's a, a, that's the whole candidate. that's no. the whole that's the whole point of the mm -hmm. but i mean when when nominees choose their vice presidents they don't have to they don't have to choose somebody that was also in the running they can choose somebody else right um fair enough but in this case she may very well become president and it's like a backdoor way to become president usually a vice president is chosen unless you're getting assassinated you're not going to get into the job right I don't case, think I don't think case, that Biden's gonna die in a year. Come on, no. I mean, not, I think I, most not not be fit. I think most like he'll serve. He'll probably serve one term, right. and uh, yeah, you, I mean, you're right. I mean, then if he serves one term, the obvious person to be the nominee would be uh, the vice president. So, all right, all right. But anyway, I mean, whether you agree with her or not, I think he doesn't he's not i think this is a this is a clear strategy from him he's not talking about policies that much but he doesn't seem to offer very any real concrete policies i mean yeah. trump's pretty clear about what he what he's going to do and what he's going to continue right but yeah biden hasn't been very clear about that biden's policy currently is to offend the least amount of people as possible and just keep floating and hope he can sail to the presidency right quietly that seems to be the yeah. i think yeah he seems to be letting letting trump do
destroy himself, right? I think that's and it's the hard. problem the problem with that is Trump is damaging himself, but he's not he's not imploding, right? So and he's dominating the headlines every single day. And Joe Biden is in the back pages. And I don't know if that will work in his favor or not for Donald Trump. But, you know, Joe Biden is in his own way taking a risk here by trying to, you know, glide to the presidency. Sure. But, I mean, the, you know, the things that we talked about at the start, the coronavirus um, diagnosis that happened this week and then the debate. It seems to be it seems to be working because Donald Trump seems to be doing more harm to himself than uh, than Biden might inflict on him in other ways. I don't think the debate was positive for Donald Trump. I don't think exactly. I don't think the catching the but it wasn't positive for Biden either. I don't think the mm. I don't think the coronavirus was positive for Donald Trump. I don't think these things are good for Donald Trump. So if you ask me, it, it has not been a good two weeks for Donald Trump. Now we still have yeah. some time. And things could change, but they better change quick because, you know, time is running out here and people are getting their ballots and people are voting. But at the same time, enthusiasm for Biden has not picked up, has yeah. well, didn't pick up at all this week or last week and won't pick up by the end of the election. That's why I yeah. believe this election is undecided. Well, on that note, I did actually get my ballot today. <laughs> so. You're putting it in for DT, Donald Trump, Donald John Trump. Yeah, Donald, Donald and uh, Mikey boy, gonna get my vote. So, uh, so let's finish off with a little prediction then. Who? Okay, great. You know, Biden's clearly ahead at the moment in the polls. It looks like he's gonna win. Suppressive is he actually? Poll. Is he actually gonna win? I don't know. You can't. You know, the media is so. Whether it be Fox News or CNN, like I don't even know which poll to trust. You know, these polls are. But you're right. Biden is leading in, in most polls. But let, let's let's break it down here. You know, California and the coast, both coasts are going to go for Biden. You know, the South is going to go for Trump. So what decides the election? It's the Midwest, right? It's the Midwest. It's Minnesota. Florida, Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. It's, you know, it's all it's all that area, right? Um, you know, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, exactly. Mid, mainly Midwest and Florida decide this election. So is it consequential whether black people want to vote for Donald Trump or not? No, he didn't get the black vote last time. It's meaningless. Even if he might. Yeah, but they do. You know, there are a few states that might vote for Joe Biden, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. Virginia. And that has a large Afro-American population. North Carolina might, might, uh, might swing that might, way. Might swing to Biden. That also has a large Afro-American population. Um, you know, and there there are sizable Afro-American populations in the Midwest too, especially in, in the more industrial states like Ohio, Michigan. Um, you know, the smaller, the more agricultural states. Like, only like, got, not so yeah. much, but. But you fourteen percent last time. So is that number going to plummet more? If anything, let's see if it rises. It could rise more for all we know. So 14%, it's tough to go lower than 14%. And then we have the coast. Was it, was it as much as that? No, I don't know. Anyway. And then we have the coast. We already know what's happening there, right? So does it matter if, if liberals get more angry at Donald Trump? It really doesn't, I think. So I think the vote will be decided by those people in the Midwest and those people in Florida 
and Florida being a huge Latino population, I think that's going to be big for Donald Trump if he can secure enough Latino votes. And, uh, and it's also, we talked about coronavirus, but a lot of these Midwest places, they, uh, they've been involved in the riots and they've been involved in the protests and riots. I'm drawing a distinction. So how do they feel about it? How do most of the citizens feel about what took place there? Uh, I think that's going to be a huge part of it, too. Um, how do you feel it will break down? Yeah, I mean, the numbers are looking good, uh, you know, even in some places that that are not so secure, like Colorado, Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, even Texas. Yeah. You know, it's coming in, it's, you know, in some polls has been 50-50, right? Wow. Um, which is pretty surprising. Yeah. But again, you got you got a big Latino population that's growing there too. So that's that's one of the big factors there. Yeah. So you know, I'm going to say that I think Biden's probably going to win. Mm-hmm. But I think that's partly just because I want him to win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I think I think this coronavirus uh, diagnosis was a big opportunity for Donald Trump, and I think he's bungled it. Honestly, you know, him being, you know, it's national emergency, the president's sick, Mm -hmm. you know, he can become a bit of a martyr, but Mm -hmm. he's not, he's not playing it right in terms of, of in terms of that. So, yeah, you know, and he hasn't played it, he hasn't played it well in a lot of other situations too, but you know, there could be something could happen relatively soon. And if, if he plays it right, then, uh, you know, if, if Biden gets coronavirus, you know, he's really going to play on that. You know, he's just a weak old man. He's mm-hmm. losing his mind already. So I think there's a real danger of uh, the October surprise, as they call it, right? Yeah, I really I really feel it's up in the air. And if you, if you ask me today, I'd say Biden has a slight edge. Uh, but, you know, these polls, these polls, uh, Polls don't reflect, you know, people who are voting. Polls are just polls. Like you click something on the internet, right? Or you, t- you answer a call. I don't know. It's not the same as voting, right? Yeah. So, you know, and um, I would say I still believe in the end uh, Donald Trump will win this election because there's no enthusiasm for Joe Biden and his base is fractured. The Midwest will more negatively than positively feel about the the riots and the closures and the latino vote will come out strong for trump in the end so i think from my opinion these combinations of factors will be what brings trump to a victory very close though unpredictable all right well on that note (laughs) thank you so much for listening uh you can send us uh questions or comments at uh permanently res at gmail.com and see you next time yeah see you guys next time get out there and vote whether it's for biden or trump it doesn't matter just exercise your right or libertarian (laughs) or libertarian all right later guys bye